a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Now, the reason why Luther says we daily exercise ourselves with the catechism, we daily read a page of the Bible, of the New Testament, or the Psalms, or some other piece of the Bible, is because by it we beat back the devil. (laughs) There's no talk of relationship there. There's none of this kind of lavender-scented piety at all. It says, look, either you're going to be chewed up and pooped out by the devil, or you're going to read the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, uh, I mean, that's how it's not really romantic at all. It's not wrong to talk that, that that God is here. It's just a question of how is he here? Is he yeah. here in my emotions? Do I feel his presence? Or do I know he's here because of his promise? And then over the face of this Moses, you put a plastic happy Jesus mask. Because this is what most people think of Jesus. <laughs> kind of a smiley covering up of Moses. Proving that it's true that all good things come to an end. This is Table Talk Radio for another edition. What uh, came to an end? The not <laughs> listening to Table Talk Radio? <laughs> right. We're back. <laughs> we, we haven't ended yet. <laughs> oh. It seems like just 23 days and, wait, seven days and 23 hours ago that this stuff stopped. I know it. Well, uh, in today's edition, uh, you know, last week we had, I think, probably our best broadcast ever. When uh, <laughs> sort of follow up, <laughs> followed up when I up. got to plan the whole show, and then when you called me at four in the morning this morning, um, I just decided I'll let you plan the show. <laughs> that was a bad, bad idea. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so I don't think we're going on your original plan, which was uh, four segments of knock knock jokes. <laughs> You'll notice, by the way. <laughs> When you texted me, oh, I got one. Knock knock. <laughs> I noticed, by the way, when I when you texted me, knock Why knock, I didn't me? respond. <laughs> I mean, it's okay, it's not technologically okay. advanced for okay. you. Ding no, dong. Because I I know what follows if I say who's there. Yeah, interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's the best one ever. I got another one. <laughs> okay, I'll save it for later. Look at this news story. 14 camels killed in train collision. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> I get, wait, when do we do Ten Commandments in the news? All right, Probably here's the later. lineup for yeah, today. Yeah, you tell us what's going on. First, we're going to do buzzwords, then email, and also voicemail, eh? Hmm? Then, uh, Ten Commandments in the news, and then Facebook theology. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that ought to be fun. Um, well, yeah, we got some voicemails here and uh, some, some news items and some Facebook things. Do we have Facebook stuff? Yeah, man. Tons of it. We got like 7,000 people on our Facebook thing. Hold on. Let me double check that that's accurate. <laughs> I don't want to give the uh, wrong idea here. Oh, yes. 1,063 members. No. What about that? Everyone in the group is saying, how did do, I end up in this now, group? Do, do you have that what feature that once here? someone joins, they can't leave? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's the uh, once joined, always joined yeah, Calvinist, the Facebook Calvinist Facebook group. page thing. 
how can I get out of here? I don't even you like can't. you guys anymore. Well, we have the uh, irresistible membership, so we, we start <laughs> jo- adding people to the roles, and they can't get out of it even if they want to. <laughs> I know it. I know it. That's what I said on here. I said, how, come, how in the world are we have like seven listeners and and a thousand plus people on our Facebook page? Yeah. How many Facebook accounts is required in order for you to listen to Table Talk Radio? I don't know, but by the way, do you notice how I'm doing my uh, Jim Gaffigan inflections? A thousand people. <laughs> That's a as lot long as you people. don't start doing that little sub voice he has. I don't even like this show. <laughs> that guy talks, what are they even talking about? That guy about? talks a lot about food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my buzzword for you is playroma. Oh, man, okay. Oh, dang. You got that? That's theological. That's a theological buzzword is what that is. Now, pleroma is a Greek word meaning fullness. Now, it comes up in the Bible, and it's normally translated fullness. But here's the, here's the thing about that word, and that is that it is also a Gnostic word. So uh, uh, the, the, and we're not talking normal Gnosticism, which is <laughs> matter's bad, spirit is good, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, everyone else pronounces it Gnosticism. So if you're debating with an atheist, dear listener, don't call it Gnosticism because they'll call you dumb. If you're talking to, on the radio show, <laughs> but, you but can here, say Gnosticism. Here, the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you, if you don't mind if people know you're dumb. Uh, if you are like me against... What am I against again? Everything. How, what, no, yeah, but I'm also against silent letters. Yeah. I think that's like... The, how the, did I have... The, that's like... It's the, bi- the discrimination against silent letters. Yeah, pronunciation discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> I am against pronunciation discrimination, which is why I say Gnosticism. And But we're not talking about normal, plain old kind of Hellenistic Plato Gnosticism. The old Valentinian Gnostics who had this idea of the inapproachable God and his monogonase, the father, who then had children with oh, Bridget or someone, I can't remember, <laughs> and then had bunches of kids, including, and all those kids, those 30 kids became the Pleroma. And all these, mm. all the police, there was a bunch of couples in the Pleroma, like Anthropos and Ecclesia and and Zoe and Logos, this is a bunch of, there's like a, they coupled up, you know, these little eons in the Pleroma, and they all, but they all got together to give birth to the Savior, uh, Jesus. He, he's the child of the whole entire Pleroma. So, so f- from the fullness he came. Now, John punches this whole idea in the face, and he says, the whole Pleroma comes from Jesus. From his fullness we have received, he says in John chapter 1. See, that's the word there, so. That's your uh, buzzword. All I'm right, sure that'll flow right in. My yeah, my my um, buzzword is just almost equally as unusual, and that is the word Christmas. <laughs> Christmas, oh, Christmas. Uh, is the uh, the day in the <laughs> Christmas is the day in the church here in which we observe the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, when uh, his mother Mary um, uh, gave birth to Jesus in a manger. Now, is this our Christmas show, by the way? Yes. Is this going to be broadcast on Christmas Eve or something? Yes, and you want to do knock knock jokes. I'm ashamed. Knock knock jokes for Christmas. What is that? That's incarnate, you know? He dwells with us. Mm -hmm. Knock knock. Just Jesus knocking on the door. (laughs) Remember how that. Knocking on the door of your heart. (laughs) Knock knock. Now, I I do want to make a point that that Christians aren't necessarily saying 
that December 25th is the day in history in which oh, you uh, are such a Jesus. liberal. Although you know there, there are those who would make the historical case for it, and that's fine. But um, but let's say somehow you you came across this this uh, beyond reasonable doubt proof that Jesus was actually born in like uh, July or something like that. Um, it somehow doesn't mean that oh our all of our Christmases are over canceled. What we're what we're doing is we we're, we have a day to, to to remember to celebrate to, uh, to to reflect upon to meditate on a, uh, the 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 text of our Lord uh, coming into this world coming out of heavenly splendor into flesh and blood uh, here and now. So that that's all Christmas is the day in the church that we remember that. Got it. I'll try to remember the definition. Okay. Well, let's go to the uh, Table Talk Radio voicemail, and that oh. number, if you have a comment or question for us, is 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. haven't given out the sh- in the phone number in like five shows. How come you never say it? I do it every week. <laughs> every week. And uh, we finally got someone to call, so <laughs> here it is. Hey, guys. Hey. I've been listening to one of your uh, recent uh, episodes, and in it there's the uh, former evangelical guy who had the question about um, about a, a, a preaching, uh, whether it should be law, gospel, law, or not, and or why it isn't when we're answering evangelical friends and such. Because after all, as they say, that's the, the model Paul has, law, gospel, law. Um, and he, he answered it a different way than I than I would have. I would have just simply said, um, when you look at Paul's epistles, there's law and there's gospel, but even in the third use sanctification section, there's um, uh, so very often a boatload of, of gospel, uh, a, a wonderful profundity of, of gospel promises and treasures, even amidst all of the uh, all of the sanctification section, and, and so that'd be my uh, my simple answer is is a, it, um, it's not law gospel law. It's law, gospel, and then a whole bunch of law, gospel, law, gospel, law, gospel um, at the end. So anyway, just want to keep that in mind. Uh, Lord's blessings on your preaching uh, during this Christmas season coming up here quite shortly. Hey, he used the buzzword. Hey, 100 points to our caller from North Dakota. How do you know he's from North Dakota? I I thought he was from Alabama. (laughs) <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> now, I think that's a good answer, is that, so, look, uh, because we are sinners, um, or at least you are, law and gospel are always punching each other in the face. But it's when now the Jesus comes with the forgiveness of sins that law and gospel start to tentatively dance together. So you can go back and forth, like our caller said, between law and gospel, law and gospel, law and gospel, just back and forth without even thinking. And that is how Paul, you're right, how Paul talks about the Christian life. Yeah. I mean, it is the life of repentance. And that was a way better answer than the one we gave. I don't even remember what we said, but it wasn't as good as that. So our voicemail system, if you have a comment or question, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652 is the number. When we get back from this commercial break, we are going to go right into Ten Commandments in the News.
earplugs not included. You're on Table Talk Radio. Thankful for God's service through the pastors in your life? Then consider attending Christ for Us in the Office of the Holy Ministry, a conference of the Association of Confessing Evangelical Lutheran Congregations, this coming February 25th through 27th in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Visit our website at acelc.net for information on Christ for Us in the Office of the Ministry. Register online at acelc.net. We're back on Table Talk Radio. The game is Ten Commandments in the News, where we read a news item and then try to uh, shed light on which of the Ten Commandments are involved in the news item. And uh, so, uh, Pastor, do you, are, do you have a story about the camels then? <laughs> <laughs> this is, I got a ton of crazy stories. But I thought, wait, we are not done yet because, and I've, the other question I want to know before I go backwards is this. How many O come all you? Oh wait, that was O come all you faithful, and you had O come O come Emmanuel. Sorry, right. yeah, I thought you were playing the same song. Good over. job. We have here. Don't worry, I'm with it. We have here. It, I have in my hand an abstract of the praise song cruncher formula submitted now by Paul the astrophysicist. <laughs> oh no! But I would like to read you the introduction of this formula. Praise songs, P.S., are those songs written in a contemporary style which contain theological language intended for worship in contemporary church services. P.S.s are most frequently found in evangelical churches but have made their way into more traditional churches such as the Lutheran Church. In Wolfmuller and Gagline, 2009, referred to as WG09, the authors <laughs> espouse the theory that the P.S. are mystical in form and content. As such, they argue they are not suitable for worship in the church's hymns should teach proper orthodox theology rather than mysticism. However... WGO9 found that since most PS are lacking in any theological content at all, it is hard to pin down whether a PS is actually useful for worship. After all, with no theological content, there can be no doctrine or teaching. Hence, there can be no false doctrine, which is the metric that most theologians have classically used to assess the worth of hymns. Thus, WGO9 developed the praise song cruncher, PSC, as a tool for discerning the usefulness of PS. The PSC has proved to be an invaluable tool in diagnosing and analyzing PS. However... Its simplicity has been of some concern, as most PS are rather complex, and the interrelation of variables in the PS can be complicated. WG09 is really just an approximation to the real underlying equation which govern the PS. To that end, we have taken the work of WG09 and extended it. In this paper, we have constructed a more complex and complete formula to hopefully diagnose PS. In the following, we will present this new formula and discuss how to use it. Now... It goes on for another hey, four or you, five pages. Could you send that to my BFF? <laughs> <laughs> LOL. OF. I'll send it right away. I mean, RA. Now, uh, here's the formula. Now, the problem with this formula, you have it there? I'm pulling is it. I do, I do not know how to, in fact, read it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because you don't have the supercomputer. I don't. In, in fact, apparently, you need a Fortran 95 compiler. To run this formula, and I tried. To, I in fact went and Googled Fortran compiler. Apparently, this is not such an easy thing to do. 
So, uh, so at might last, have to be building a supercomputer. You, yeah, you, you finally got the uh, praise song cruncher formula that you wanted, but it's meaningless. This is you. ridiculous. Thing. Yeah, this is this. <laughs> I was looking at this and like. I don't even understand where that. I, mean, I don't understand anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed there's a sign. There's some sin in there until I realized that was a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sign you got, H, you got tangent a sigma H, and yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. And then there's a that differential thing. Apparently, this formula will return a number between zero and infinity. <laughs> and what it has not yet been determined is what range is useful. Like one to three is useful for a hymn, and if it's above four, anywhere between four and infinity, it doesn't work. Something like that. We gotta <laughs> figure out the range. But anyway, what this looks like is that here's the conclusion. <laughs> I'll read this conclusion. Here. This is great summary. Extending the work of WG09, we have derived a new formula for the PSC. Given its complexity, it cannot be solved analytically. Rather, numerical methods will need to be employed. The author has attached a Fortran 95 code to this paper to aid in the solution. The new formula is complex, and in the view of the author, captures the essence of the PS. However, since this new theoretical ground, there will likely be room for improvement. After all, the above equation is still the best-guess approximation to the true equation governing the PS. The author hopes that the community will continue its efforts to find the true equation and hopes the paper will help to illuminate the path to the true theory of praise songs. <laughs> T-O-P-S. <laughs> Uh, and the, and the, this is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, don't forget oh, the acknowledgments man. there at the bottom. Uh, oh, let's see. Acknowledgement. Uh, Paul, the astrophysicist, is supported by the Boston Beer Party chapter of the Cult of Pure Doctrine. The funnest <laughs> of all the chapters. <laughs> Make no mistake. <laughs> yeah. What? What's, by the way, the current enrollment of the Cult of Pure Doctrine? I think there's four or five chapters. Okay. Some of them, though, you know, Do they look, have to I report mean, some membership or anything like that? Yeah. Well, that's one of the rules. But remember, the rules are all, they're more like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of libertarian around here. Okay. So the the rules are more like suggestions. So I, there could be lots of chapters of the cults of pure doctrine that choose to remain anonymous. Because you know what happens? If they, if they send me a note, then I announce the formation of the chapter on air. Mm-hmm. Which is embarrassing for everyone involved. Sure, yeah. So okay, well let's let's get to some uh, some table talk radio before we are accused of being like the God Whispers over there <laughs> bro- the- broadcasting on ten thousand watts in St. Louis. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> here's a here's a here's a first news story for you. Fourteen camels dead after train collision. <laughs> Dr- dromedaries were strolling on train tracks in Negev unsupervised. No passengers injured in crash. Apparently, these dromedaries were not did not have. They, I don't know if they're wild camels. Well, let's see. I'll read you the story. Fourteen camels were killed near the Negev town of Segev, Shalom. That means peaceful Segev. After being struck by an oncoming train, no passengers were injured in the collision. The camels were apparently loitering unsupervised on the train tracks in a poorly lit area. Following the crash Tuesday night, the train driver stopped at the nearest station for inspection and alerted the police. The train continued on to Beersheba shortly after. Beersheba? That's a Bible place. The police were working with local veterinarians to track down the camel owners. Quote, Animals roaming on the train tracks are often hit by passing trains, an Israeli railway spokesman told the Yit News outlet. The, the braking distance of the train is about 800 meters, and the driver has no option to stop the train before impact. 
Last April, a train struck a cow herd in an area north of Beersheba, killing 15 cows on impact. Cows are flying. Well, there you go. You know, you know, the tough thing about this story is that if you're the journalist reporting it, you have to come up with the perfect headline. Like, you don't want to... <laughs> You don't want this one to get buried under all the other news. So you have to come up with a headline like 14 camels 14 killed camels in train. dead <laughs> after train collision. Not just killed, dead. Oh, okay, dead. More passive. Yeah. Dead. 14 um, camels dead. Yeah. Uh, so I think what we, what we see in this one. I don't know. Look, here, so. there's one. There's all these camels are out there and they're walking along and they're like, I think we're being, I think we're being followed. Look at these tracks. One guy says, I think that's lion tracks. <laughs> And the other says, I think it's bear tracks. And they all died hit by the train. Get it? Yeah, I get it. They were blonde camels. <laughs> now, in this story, you have uh, these following commandments. Um, you, have the, you have the fourth commandment, and they called the police when they arrived. Yes. That's uh, so true. to re- you know, all other authorities. <laughs> I got even better headlines. Quick, give me some more commandments so we can I, talk about the next one. That's all I got on this one. <laughs> I, 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 do you have anything else? I mean, can you think of another commandment that would apply to 14 camels dead on train tracks after collision? I don't know. You shall not covet your neighbor's donkey? <laughs> covet your neighbor's camel? <laughs> okay. All right, ready? Ready. Dateline Melbourne, going from Israel to Mel- to Australia. Tourist walks off pier while browsing on Facebook. <laughs> See? Police rescue woman from dark and chilly Melbourne waters, still clutching her mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going to make a shirt that says Facebook kills. That's the fifth commandment right there. A, a, tourist, a tourist had to be rescued by police. She didn't die. She had to be rescued by police after plunging off a pier while browsing Facebook on her phone, officials said. The woman was walking along a bay in Melbourne on Monday night when she became distracted by her Facebook feed and plummeted off the pier into the chilly water. Victoria State Police said. Witness called for help, and police rushed to the woman's aid. They found her flailing around in the water about 20 meters from the pier. She was still out in the water, lying on her back in a floating position, because she told us later that she couldn't swim, said Constable Dean of State Water Police. She still had her mobile phone in her hand. Initially, she apologized and said sorry. Okay. The woman was taken to a hospital for uh, for treatment uh, uh, with Facebook or social media in general. As far as we're concerned, says Kelly, if you're anywhere near the water, just pay attention, especially if you can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. I so she has a cell phone, so that's a possession. So uh, we're dealing with the seventh commandment there. <laughs> You're picking some stellar, some, some great news items. She's just floating the there, uh, checking in Melbourne Bay. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's liking it. Uh, by the way, call the police. <laughs> Are we actually going to talk? It's time for our, our second break already. We haven't even talked about anything yet. Man, what do you mean? This, this is content. This is this I'm, is the I'm show where we this thing from the thing called the internet. <laughs> this is the show where we try to get on KFUO in St. Louis. I think <laughs> <laughs> this is our demo. That's hey right. guys, we don't talk about anything either. <laughs> well, hey, before we go to this break, I want to thank uh, Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Albany, Oregon. They have recently become the Table Talk Radio One. Oh. You know where we look for one congregation to support Table Talk Radio. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you to the Saints there hey, at Holy Cross in, uh, <laughs> oh. in Albany, Oregon. We uh, really do appreciate your support. Uh, more Ten Commandments <laughs> in the news uh, here on Table Talk Radio <laughs> right after this. We'll be, oh. oh, yeah. It's going get, to get better from here for sure. We'll be right back. Don't go away. <laughs> oh, man. Table Talk Radio. We love our on-demand listener. Thankful for God's service through the pastors in your life? Then consider attending Christ for Us in the Office of the Holy Ministry, a conference of the Association of Confessing Evangelical Lutheran Congregations, this coming February 25th through 27th in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Visit our website at acelc.net for information on Christ for us in the Office of the Ministry. Register online at acelc.net. That's beautiful, Pastor Wolfman. There, I just that, masterful at the microphone. There, uh, welcome back to Table oh, Talk. Oh, Yeah, that's beautiful. You're oh, well, thanks. <laughs> now, it, it's sure to be a good show when Pastor Wolfman plans the the lineup for Table Talk. Oh yeah, Radio. look at this! So I got far. so many more things. <laughs> Tourist falls off. Now, okay, we got some more Ten Commandments to do. We got tons of good stories here. This is really the only time I ever pay attention to the news is when we play this game. So <laughs> I'm glad to be you to have you here with me while I read the news. I don't know how you miss out on these stories when we're not playing the game. <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Gaston County, North Carolina. Uh, five-year-old suspended for making gun gesture with hand <laughs> while playing war on the playground. <laughs> His father, David, was furious when he found out his son was issued a suspension from... How do you get suspended? What are you even in when you're five years old? Hold on, I got a five-year-old. <laughs> it's going to be kindergarten. Preschool. Preschool. Isaac is in preschool. You, you got suspended you from preschool for making a gun gesture with did, your hand? Did you have to look that up in your wallet or something? How old Isaac was? Yeah. Or how old my children or, were? And where they are at five. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> did you yeah, pull man. the Did you pull the picture out of your wallet? Look on the back, Isaac. Five hmm. years. Old. Isaac, five preschool. <laughs> yep. How did you know? It's like you were here. <laughs> yes, he okay, was so playing <laughs> army on the playground. Hendricks told WBTV. I just felt like the punishment was way too severe. The boy yeah, was issued it, a one-day in-school suspension from his kindergarten class at Pinewood Elementary. Yeah, but it was a fully automatic finger. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Is that a pistol? That's an assault weapon. Assault. <laughs> I requested an immediate meeting that night with the principal myself at the uh, and the school board at their pleasure. Anytime that night. <laughs> at that point, they decided it wasn't worth the effort and the headache and dropped everything right then and there. In the but, school's handbook, there is no mention of punishment for making a gun gesture with your hand. Calls to the school went unanswered. But he had already served the day in in school suspension, hadn't he? Yeah, man, that's like solitary. One day when you're five years old, that's like being locked up for twenty years. Boy, that's no kidding. Did they put the straitjacket on him? And jeez, yeah. 
I know they took away his weapons. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where'd my kid's hands go? <laughs> oh, Keep them locked up. All right, we got some more Buddy. fourth commandment that you're going on. The other yeah. authorities, uh, yeah. ridiculous they may be, they are authorities. So, um, <laughs> look at also this you one, have Nick. here in the sixth commandment dealing with family. So um, th- we we can talk. About, they're here. We actually have a talking point now. Thank the Lord. Um, the talking point is that uh, uh, education and schooling comes under really the vocation of family, or we might say the estate of the family. Um, and so, when we when we take our kid, uh, our child to school, um, we're would you say delegating? I guess we're we're, we're having the school um, do do the the educating. So I'm I'm not saying that that's wrong. All I'm saying is that it's not a separate estate. It's not like there's an estate of the of the school or that the government's job is to educate our children. Um, it's the job of our parents and our families. And uh, sometimes we may opt to, to take them to school to, to, to do that for us. But here, I think this is a good example that the father uh, is in control because he has been placed by God in that uh, child's life uh, to determine <laughs> what's appropriate and what's not as far as uh, the gestures of your fingers when you're playing army. <laughs> good grief. <laughs> That is a mess. All right, I got another one for you. Ready? Oh, boy. <clears throat> Great train robber Ronnie Biggs dies at 84. London. Ronnie Biggs was the petty criminal who set out to transform his life with the daring heist of a mail train packed with money. The plan worked in ways he could never have imagined. Biggs was part of a gang of at least 12 men that robbed the Glasgow to London Royal Mail Train in the early hours of August 8, 1963, switching its signals and tricking the driver into stopping in the darkness. <laughs> the, the robbery netted 125 sacks of, sacks of banknotes worth 2.6 million pounds, 7.3 mil at the time, more than 50 million today, and became known as a heist of the century. Biggs, who died at age 84, was soon caught and jailed, but his escape from a London prison and a decade on the run turned him into a media sensation and something of a notorious British folk hero. He lived for many years beyond the reach of British justice in Rio de Janeiro, where he would regale tourists and the media alike with stories about the robbery. He appeared to enjoy thumbing his nose at the British authorities and even sold T-shirts and other memorabilia about his role in the robbery. He was free for 35 years before voluntarily returning to England in 2001 on a private jet sponsored by the Sun tabloid. He died on Wednesday. Daughter-in-law Veronica said she did not provide details about the case of death. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, So stealing is against the Seventh Commandment. Um, We don't often have a theft story, you know? I mean, I guess we do. Ever talk about taxes and stuff? (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, let's see, he fled to France, then Australia, and then Panama before arriving in Rio de Janeiro in 1970. He had life on the run, and he had plastic surgery to change his appearance. Now, <laughs> now that's commitment, you know? I mean, not, not every burglar is willing to have plastic surgery to change their appearance. Yeah. But, you know, if you have the cash. <laughs> um, what else did you have in this one? You have... Um, I mean, I guess you're dealing with the authority still. So, again, once again, fourth commandment. Um, uh, coveting. He's certainly coveting thy neighbor's bank notes. Um, so there'll be a ninth commandment there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On the run. 
<laughs> this is the craziest story. This is another nutty story. Well, I have a I have a a, a news clip, but do you have more headlines you want? Oh to read man, out? I got tons of them, but let's do yours because it's good to it's good uh, you know to have media. <laughs> okay, here it is. All right, Elizabeth. Thanks, Steve. Well, for more than thirty years, the Hunter family has decorated their home for Christmas, but this year, someone wants that to change. Check out the anonymous letter that arrived in their mailbox. Quote. Not everybody in the neighborhood is Christian, and many people do not wish to see such a flagrant display of your beliefs, religious matters aside. Your decorations are beyond tasteless. They're cheap, tacky, kitschy, and a terrible eyesore, end quote. So how exactly do they react to this attack on their family tradition? Kelly and Kristen Hunter join us now. Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks Thank for having us. Well, I think the house looks great, uh, but n not everybody did. So you received this letter anonymously. Email. Have you since found out who sent the letter to you? No, no I idea. <laughs> did what about no, neighbors? Still don't know. Other neighbors. How, what was the general reaction in the neighborhood? Generally, everybody likes it. Generally, everybody enjoys it. We've never had a problem before. Okay. Um. There you go. You know, I, by the way, I am so against this. I, I, uh, do you remember? Did I say this last week that yes. I am going to make charges for? Oh, I got a story in here that goes right with this. It says this: Bell Ringer says she was assaulted for saying "Happy Holidays" instead of "Merry Christmas." Well, you can't <laughs> win, can you? Jeez. A Salvation Army Bell Ringer claims she was assaulted by. This is important news. I, I know our listeners are so glad. That, I mean, har they hardly knew what was going on in the world. <laughs> now they do, ago. though. Now they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was assaulted by a woman for saying "Happy Holidays" instead of "Merry Christmas" outside of a. You want to guess? Uh, Walmart. You got it. Christina was ringing a bell outside of a Phoenix area Walmart when she said "Happy Holidays" instead of "Merry Christmas." The lady looked at me. I thought she was going to put money in the kettle. She came up to me and said, "Do you believe in God?" And she says, "You're supposed to say Merry Christmas." And that's when she hit me. <laughs> Whoa! Do you, oh boy! Do you, so she she hit you, her in the arm. Do you believe in the fifth commandment? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she proceeded to go inside the store to shop. <laughs> well, she she's just kind of getting over that leftover rage from Black Friday back at Thanksgiving. Yeah, is that um, what it is? Now, if I was in this neighborhood, I'd want to write the letter back. I know there's no return address, but to say, hey, look, nobody in this, not everybody in this neighborhood is pagan. Put some lights up. <laughs> You're offending me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You and your plain old tree. <laughs> although although I, shouldn't, I shouldn't talk. My house looks like the Grinch currently. Yeah, does it? Yeah. All black. That's because it's Advent, for heaven's <laughs> sakes. It's not even Christmas yet. This Although by the time people nuts. are hearing this, it's Christmas. Anytime. If, if some, okay, well, just pretend that you heard it last week just, when I'm saying it. And, and, some, and I'm going to go out to the Walmart to go and buy a present, you know, like a first aid kit or whatever, something romantic for Carrie. And I'm going to walk in there, and the Salvation Army is going to say, Merry Christmas. I'm going to say, Happy Advent! <laughs> Are you going to punch the guy? Boom! Do you believe in Advent? <laughs> Pow! And then I'll go sh do my shopping. <laughs> Merry Christmas. What are you talking about, and then, Christmas? And then you'll buy presents for your children for Christmas. Yeah, right. <laughs> Happy holidays! Well, Isaac would love this. <laughs> How old is he again? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, is he talking about his son? He's like, what is he? That's like so last five? Second. I think he's in preschool. Hold on, let me get my wallet out to check. 
Let me check his Facebook page, see how old he is. <laughs> his kids really don't have Facebook. <laughs> no. Uh, so I am totally against. I, I'm going to start writing letters to all my neighbors and say, look, not everyone, not everyone in this neighborhood uh, it celebrates Christmas during Advent. I want you to know. Yeah, and then and then when my neighbors start taking uh, their Christmas decorations down, like yeah. the next day after Christmas, are you Christmas? Are you are you Christian? <laughs> yeah, what are Do you? You believe in God? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go to all that trouble, you might as well have it up for Christmas, don't you think? I, mean, I think that's yeah. a good idea. This would be our next Table Talk Radio show, keeping the Advent in Christmas. <laughs> okay, well, good news. We move on to other bigger and better things like Facebook theology after this. <laughs> shouldn't listen to table talk radio reverse psychology or thankful for god's service through the pastors in your life then consider attending christ for us in the office of the holy ministry a conference of the association of confessing evangelical lutheran congregations this coming february 25th through 27th in cedar falls iowa Visit our website at acelc.net for information on Christ for us in the office of the ministry. Register online at acelc.net. Well, I know I had grandiose promises of moving on in the show, but... No way. Look at that. There's just too much good news out there. Too good, much good, important, substantive news. Here's another title here. This is a Dateline... Uh, no, oh, Virginia. Uh, man flashes gun at McDonald's, demands job application. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your application. <laughs> Police say they have charged 31-year-old fella here with brandishing a firearm carrying a concealed weapon and disorderly conduct after he took an unorthodox approach to procuring employment Monroe <laughs> reportedly entered the McDonald's on St. Paul's Boulevard and asked the store manager for an application police say that after the manager explained twice that the application process was handled online Monroe lifted his shirt and revealed a gun tucked in his waistband <laughs> the manager reportedly asked Monroe to have a seat found a paper application and contacted police. <laughs> police arrested Monroe while he was filling out the applica- application. Which is he rough. did not get the position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is rough too because he was just doing this uh, ex-con employment uh, program, but apparently he didn't get the job. That's just really unfortunate. Uh, this is really not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Things well, are going well. But, they finally, yeah, mom. They finally gave me the application. I had know, to show my pistola. The funny thing is, if you if you look back thirty years earlier in this guy's this child's history, he was uh, suspended in school for using his <laughs> finger at playground and playing army. <laughs> See, so these this superintendent knows exactly what he's connected. doing. <laughs> it's all bound up together. <laughs> All right. I never thought I'd say this, but I can't wait to play Facebook theology. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. I'm looking on our 
on our millionarian. Wait a minute. I don't even uh, know how this game works. So the way it works is we just read Facebook statuses and you laugh. You know what would be funny is if we just did <laughs> Facebook status theology from your vicar. Like, what kind of things does your vicar say on Facebook? No, I will look, I'm looking on our Facebook fan page where we oh, have quality yeah, yeah. fans That's posting right. quality things. Wait, wait, is our vicar a fan on, in Table Talk Radio? Ooh, I don't even that know. That should be a requirement that. for vicar. You have to like my to radio check. show. Vicar on Table Talk. He listened to Table Talk. He used to, well, I should say that he used you to see? listen to Table Talk before he actually met me. <laughs> and I was like, what? I have to listen to this guy enough. Yeah. True. Okay. Here's a picture, and the picture is a picture of a note signed from God, and it says this. I'm here. I love you. I don't care if you need to stay up crying all night long. I will stay with you. There's nothing you can ever do to lose my love. I will protect you until you die, and after your death I will still protect you. I am stronger than depression, and I am braver than loneliness, and nothing will ever exhaust me. God. Hmm. Well, you know... I don't particularly have a, a huge problem with this one. The The only thing that I, I sort of don't like about it is it's sort of um, taking this approach that, that God is your best friend who has a shoulder you can cry on rather than your Savior who bled and died for you. Right. Um, but all those things that are said in that note are true, right? I mean, that, that God does continue to love us no, um, no matter what, and... Uh, uh, he is there to protect us. So, I mean, th- those things are true. But it's just kind of the approach, the portrayal of God. Yes, I know. It's this all this uh, uh, relationship stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Eh, it's just... That wasn't yep. funny. Let's do another one. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we have it just as I'm passing through here. This says, listen, Sarah says, listening to Table Talk Radio at one and a half speed on my new iPhone. So funny. The et cetera, et cetera, et cetera is perhaps the most amusing. <laughs> now you should do it. You should say that in uh, even super fast. fast. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's gonna be et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's gonna be wicked fast when she listens to it. <laughs> one and a half speed. One and a half speed. What is that? One and a half speed about? Oh yeah, on the iPhone you can on uh, the iPod thing you can you can play stuff at a faster speed to get through it quicker. Oh yeah. So uh, apparently our listeners uh, have to do that to try and get through the show a little bit quicker because it's uh, miserable as it is normal speed yep okay what else all right here you go uh this is a serious question i'm just about to get into it on another page with an evangelical the primary complaint was about how nominal christians justify their sins her comment was but genuine christians can glorify god by their way of life my reply we're still going to sin cannot separate us from our nature it's the loathing and repenting, trusting that God has our back by Jesus' substitutionary death and his resurrection that makes the difference. Anything else is works-based, and Jesus says didn't do, and says that Jesus didn't do enough. Got any input? I like it. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, that was so good. What going to say? That was good. Oh, well, all right, hold on. Well, i got to scroll well, and find something else. Okay, well, I could say a few as you look yeah. for something else. Um, it is true that that uh, where we find our comfort and rest is in what Jesus has done for us. Now, to be sure, uh, as as believers in that thing that Christ has done for us, that is uh, atoning for our sin and, and, and winning salvation for us, and delivering the gift of faith to us, certainly it will result in 
in um, uh, holiness of living and, uh, and, and good works. And so that is a, a, an outflow of faith. Um, but, but the Facebooker is correct in this case that we'll be never, never be a, apart from, uh, from sin. We will, we will continue to sin in this life. And so the goal is not to, um, uh, to become uh, more and more righteous by, by doing more good works or by sinning less, because that is actually closer to the Roman Catholic view. Uh, and as we have come full circle in the, in the um, American evangelicalism, that uh, here I am uh, becoming good and, and, and maturing and, and being a better Christian by my works, and so now I am uh, more pleasing before God. No, no, no. We are completely pleasing before God because of what Christ has done for us and nothing else. Hmm. Hmm. I like it. Okay, I found some more. Good, good stalling. Here's a picture. It says this. I read your comments too, you know. God. <laughs> Apparently God's posted on Facebook. Too. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so I, I suppose this is trying to get at when, uh, when uh, people post things on, on Facebook that uh, aren't uh, consistent with perhaps their confession of faith. Would that be a good way to put it? Uh, and yeah. so this is a way to say, hey, look, um, you might not think that... that uh, I don't know what this is. I mean... Certainly, nobody thinks that. Boy, I, good thing God doesn't check Facebook. Yeah, but, but God it, only it, checks my status, but He never checks my comments. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just trying to say, "Hey, look, uh, shape up, uh, watch your comments." Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's all kind of law. There's all this stuff, you know. What you get to all this theology all the time, and it's like you hear some sort of sappy story about something pseudo theologically, and then you're either you got you either got to like it or share it, or else you're apparently an apostate. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I'm a bad, I, I don't like that. Here's an article uh, posted on our Facebook fan page, and it says, Why I've Stopped Singing in Your Church. This is pretty good. I'll, I'll give you some highlights. Have you seen this? No. I love music. I truly do. I love to sing, but you wouldn't know it on Sunday morning when I'm visiting your church. Um, of course, I'm not talking to you. Many churches, maybe even yours, get it right. I just haven't been there that often. My experience with modern worship music and evangelical Christianity often leave me not just silent, but wondering if I should be joining George Bailey and making a quit exit from the agony. <laughs> to be candid, I know how to behave in your church. I've been raised my entire life in the church. I know how to fake it when necessary. Lately, it's been very necessary. When the music is playing and we're supposed to be singing, you know, to God. I'm tired of it. Maybe all the seekers are enjoying it, but I'm finding it hard to sincerely engage in anything resembling worship. Why? Here are the three reasons. First, the songs are really, really simplistic. Okay. I tried to keep the words small for you. Hmm. Uh, second, they're all pulled from the latest Top 40 worship channel. And four, they repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Really, really annoying. <laughs> really the first time we sang the simplistic ditty, I could tolerate it, though I thought the infinite God of all creation deserved better. By the fifth time, I was hearing echoes of Jesus' warning about vain repetition. But once you went softer and slowed it down the seventh time, it really began to resonate with my soul. Okay, let's not. Let's comment here because we have about a minute. <laughs> um, now, this is, this is interesting, and I think that we would enjoy this because it, it has some of the same criticisms that, that we have had on the show for uh, praise songs uh, that, you know, P.S. No, yeah, P.S. I'm trying to, you know, like Paul, the astrophysicist. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. the praise song, the P.S.C. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. W.G. O. Nine. However, I, I, I would offer a, a word of caution in this because the basic problem that uh, 
that this the person writing this would have is that it just simply isn't meeting this person's felt needs. But it's still coming from the perspective that the songs are something that we uh, offer to God. And uh, I think that we would be we would be better to understand what we're doing in worship is rather rather than uh, uh, what we're offering up to God, it is what God is offering to us, namely the forgiveness of sins. Now, if you have the direction correct on this, then um, it becomes much more important that the songs are delivering that gift and not just wasting our time with how we feel. Yep, Fair I enough. believe it. Okay. Yeah. Well, a Merry Christmas to everybody, and thank you yes. for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like using a gun to help get a job. <laughs> We're playing the playground. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the cabalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.